Hey everyone, and welcome to Tom Meets Interesting People. This is the podcast where I interview everybody from voice actors to nuclear engineers to talk about their projects and their processes. I'm your host, Tom Sarson, and my guest today is me. Uh, No one is the guest today, and this isn't because of a booking error. This isn't because I'm incompetent. This is actually a deliberate choice on my part. We just finished the first season of Tom Meets Interesting People and quite frankly, I think it went really well. And I'm looking ahead now to make the second season, which I'm super happy about. And that's going to be out very, very soon, probably in about two weeks, because I have another little project I want to do next week. I'm very excited for you to hear. So this episode will be slightly different. What I'm going to do today is I'm going to reflect on the season, reflect on the past 14 episodes, talk about what went well, talk about what didn't, ask why, and then lay out some of my plans and my intentions for the next season. So I hope this podcast sort of ends up not just being useful for me to just talk into the void and actually have a one-on-one conversation with you, but also uh, be useful to you whether you're a podcaster who's looking for some insight into how I make this podcast happen or whether you're just a fan of the podcast and want to know a little bit more about the behind the scenes stuff. In this episode, I'm going to be frank. I may swear a little bit, but I'm going to lay everything out on the table for you and tell you about the incredible eyes and some of the lows. In short, I'm going to be 100% honest. I'm not going to lie to make myself look good. I'm not going to make up some hyperbole and hand wave my mistakes. The only thing I'm doing here is running a little bit of a kind of a bullet point script just so I can uh, not ramble as much as I normally do. So sit back and enjoy this look back into Tom Meets Interesting People. So how did this podcast come to be? Well, I had the idea for a podcast a bit like this, or maybe a show, when I was about 14 or 15 years old. And if I'm going to age myself a little bit, that's a decade and a half ago. And I was in the journalism club at my school, and I was seriously considering a career in media. And this club had ties to a scheme ran by the BBC called School Report. Uh, If you know about what the BBC do about outreach, you'll be familiar with it. But the idea behind it is that it will give students the chance to have their reports aired on radio or TV or published online. And each school sets up a kind of club or organisation where someone from the BBC would regularly visit to lend insight and help. And it was here where I first found that I loved interviewing. And if I'm honest, thinking back, it shouldn't have been a surprise because I have memories of me making puppets out of paper plates at primary school and um, instead of making some over-the-top character I made a newsreader. I remember some very negative reactions from my teacher but the details of that fade me, probably my brain doing me a little bit of a favour there. But my love of interviewing, and forgive the joke, was confirmed in an earthquake event, both figuratively and literally. Those of you who were around in 2008 might remember an earthquake happening in the UK. Uh, It happened in the early hours of the morning, and I was welcomed by it, of course. And my first thought, 14, 15 years old, wasn't, oh my God, what is happening? Somebody help. But rather it was, oh my God, this is going to make the most amazing radio piece. And that morning, as soon as I arrived at school, I marched up to Mr. Luffman's office, and I demanded that I make a 
piece about that earthquake that night. I was a really annoying child to hang around with. Radio Club Wars happened to be that day, so I made sure I got in first. And that day, I spent... I wasn't concentrating on my lessons. I was just thinking about the report. And, of course, the geography teacher at the time, uh, Mrs McQuaid, who was very popular on that day, I just so happened to have a lesson with her. And after the lesson, went up to her, and like a petulant child, because I really was, I demanded an interview with her. And I told her that I would meet her after school in the room opposite in B Corridor, where all our equipment was held. I did not give her a choice in the matter. There was no release form. She had no say. She was involved. We, I go through the rest of the day and we get to the end and I've prepared my report. And I think, oh my God, this is brilliant. I now need to bring Mrs. McQuaid in to talk all about earthquakes and why we just had one. And that turned out really well. But of course, being in radio club meant I was listening to radio all the time. And I knew something was missing. I needed to take the pulse of the nation. I needed to capture this moment for history. I needed the reaction of the man on the street. So I grabbed my recorder and without hesitation, I headed out into my school to document history. And it just so happens I was using a Zoom H2 at the time. And that's the same mic that I'm recording this podcast on now. Why I chose it. It's a pretty cool mic. So the man on the street turned out to be Mr. Luffman, who was already in the room with us, and Mrs. Alvelda, who I'm pretty sure just wanted to go home at that point, but she was ever so gracious. There was also a cleaner that was just dragged into this. No idea what is going on. And it's interesting kind of looking back now, because that Zoom H2 was little more than just a loaned bit of tech, and it was top of the line at the time in 2008. But it, it kind of... I don't really have the words for this other than it turned me from Thomas, nerdy kid, occasional bully victim, into Tom, the investigative journalist who was going to get to the bottom of this story and report the truth to the public, which is that tectonic plates shift around all the time and they're always banging into each other. And it's just a weird quirk that we felt it in the UK, but they happen all the time. I'm just glad I wasn't introduced to the work of Hunter S. Thompson uh, when I was 15, or I fear I may have become a little bit of an insufferable twat with no knowledge of the word. Of the world, really. Not the word. See, gonna do this in one take. So that evening, when I get home, with this expensive Zoom H2 in my back, I load it up on Audacity, which I'm also recording this on, and I put together the report of my life. I learn how to cut audio together, get the timings right, All simple tasks for anyone who spent even five minutes on YouTube with with tutorials for Audacity. But for me, at the age of 15, I was preparing Radio Gold. I export the MP3. And the next day, I find Mr. Luffman to make him listen to it. I don't recall what he said, uh, but later that day, I was pulled out of English to told that they to be told that they wanted to air my report, and it was going out on Saturday. And I got the whole family to listen into the car. Or listen in the car, rather. And I was able to get a visit out of McDonald's for that report. Which is a result. So why does this story stick with me? And why am I telling you this story now? Well, the answer is 
sometimes I really regret not going further with this. I did a few extra jobs in media till I was about 20 or so. Um, then circumstances happened where I had to get a proper job. I'll talk about that at another date. But what's really interesting is the excitement I felt making that first story about the earthquake is the same excitement that I feel recording this podcast. And if that's not a sign I should continue with this project, then I don't know what is. Maybe in another episode, I'll talk about how studying for a degree in psychology brought me much closer to this podcast than I realised, but I think I might save that for another episode. But I think now it's time to get to the meat of why I'm recording this. And let's talk about, I think first, what worked. So, one of the things that worked really, really well for me was quite literally just getting started. This was the best piece of advice I have been given. And I think it's the best piece of advice I can give out. There are so many guides online of how to get started in podcasting and some resources are better than others. But in short, I've wrote down a few bullet points here um, of advice that I'd like to sort of give out. So unless you really, really like the service that is being offered and it's one that you can not only afford, but also fits your needs, you don't have to pay for hosting. I see so many people on various Reddits, on Facebook groups, in Twitter, all talking about how they are like spending all of this money and not seeing anything happening. And I'm like, but it's free to make an RSS feed. You could even do the entire thing yourself if you had the technical know-how, but most of the services are free. I personally used Red Circle. I think they're brilliant. It was super easy for me to set up my RSS and I send that off to a whole bunch of platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, uh, I think they put it on Stitcher, Radio Republic, Google Podcasts and quite a few others. I get unlimited episodes for the one podcast and if I choose to pay I've got a bunch of features such as dynamic ad inserts and cross promotion which aren't for me at the moment. I've given them a try but maybe later on. This also accidentally turned into an advert for Red Circle, which I didn't mean to do. This is just my opinion. I'm now going to give the service I don't like, which is Anchor. I know that TNCs have changed a bit, but I don't like how they owned the rights to your podcast once you submitted it. I also don't really like how it's mostly tied into the Twitter ecosystem, even though you can take the RSS out there. So that's my little rant and my potential advertising deal with Red Circle over. But I think just getting started so I could have a product to show to potential guests and to talk about was the best thing I did. If you look back on this feed, my first guest was with Ashley Casey Tyrell, who just so happens to be my little sibling. I messaged them on Discord with this idea and they jumped at the chance. We recorded it over Zoom and I used my headset that I'm actually wearing now because it's a decent headset. I paid 50 quid for it. Like, I'm going to get my money's worth out of this. We could have recorded it on anything else, but I used my headset. Um, I think Ashley used their headset too. And the point that I want to make with this is that, again, I see online, there are so many different thought processes out there of like... Oh, before you do your first episode, you must spend 
however many thousands of pounds on equipment. No, no. Everyone has a phone. Lots of people have a headset, whether it's for gaming or for work. One of the most successful podcasts in Europe, Diary of a CEO, was started on Stephen Barrett's phone, with just the mic that he had plugged in. And look at him now. Who does he interview? Like everybody from people to people. And at that point, I really sort of planned um, and looked at some of the guests that he had because I can't figure them off the top of my head. So that's my first piece of advice. Just get started. Use what you have um, and go from there. You can always improve on what you have, but you can't improve on nothing. The next thing that has worked, although there's a little bit of a mixed bag with this, is social media. I have had a lot of fun, a lot of success, and a lot of enjoyment out of Twitter. I've met a bunch of really awesome people. Some of them are going to be guests in the future, and I'm really looking forward to you, sp- uh, you, you, you talking to them. And I delved even into Twitter audio spaces for the first time, which was the most amazing, albeit nerve-wracking, experience. Somehow, it's ten times easier to pre-record what you're going to say, stop, edit it, record some more, than it is to speak out loud. But it's also why I'm trying to do this whole thing in just one take. I've not had that much success with TikTok. And later on, I will mention kind of why I think I've not had that much, that much uh, success. But I've also had success on another social site, and that is GoodPods. So I joined that site because, well, quite frankly, everyone else was doing it in, in, in the podcast Twitter world, and I don't want to be left behind. And I got that set up, and soon I found that my podcast was hitting the GoodPod charts. And now we are in the indie, uh, the top 100 indie documentary chart, which is fucking epic. There's the first swear of the day. And I'm like, this podcast is in the top 100? I mean, even if Good Pods is still a small space, that is still something that is epic. So to everybody who has been listening to that, thank you so much, genuinely, from the bottom of my heart. Something else that has been working is recording on Zoom. Now, I know I am going to have a little bit of a mob outside my house. Um, Now I say that Zoom is a decent solution for having guests on your podcast. And yeah, it's not the greatest. There are other services out there that objectively give better audio. Yes, but it works. And that's the important thing. And that goes back to the first bit of advice I gave where I was just getting started. It, it works. It gives me something that I can use. I've changed some of the settings as well. Um, one of the big things that I've changed is making sure that I record on my PC. Uh, that gives me separate audio tracks. And I've also found that turning original sound on, which is a setting that you'll find in the options menu. Uh, if you go to options, then I think it's audio settings. You'll find it in there. Or you find it in the top left corner of the screen. Um uh, when you've got the um, when you've got the, the zoom on full screen and you've, you've got a zoom window, top left hand side, there's a turn original audio on. Really recommend uh, if you are recording on Zoom, that's something that you do. Something else that's worked really, really well as well is the guest information sheet. And I give each, each guest, as I'm emailing them and talking to them, uh, free documents to fill out. Or well, not fill out, free documents, two of them to fill out. The first document is the information sheet. 
The second is the release form. Obviously, we all know what that does. And the third is a questionnaire. And I'm going to talk about the questionnaire in a little bit because I'm going to make some changes to it for this season. But I found the info sheet works really well to introduce the guest to the show, uh, to give a little bit more information about me and to also prime them for what I'm expecting from them and what they can expect from me. If I remember, I'm going to put this in the, I'm going to put a copy of it in the show notes so you can see what I'm talking about. If there isn't a copy in the show notes, message me on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, good pods, shout at me until I do it. And this sheet was a holdover from when I would do uh, studies for my undergrad degree. I studied psychology. And one of the things that was required by the British Psychological Society, or the BPS, is a sheet that is very similar to what the sheet looks like. Uh, The purpose of this sheet was to explain what the study is about, uh, what the participants' involvement might be, and what potential risks to the participants there could be. Um, And by a sort of sense of muscle memory, I made one for the show. And I would definitely recommend other podcasters do the same. I might work on a graphic version at some point, but I have the info sheet now and a graphic version isn't a priority for me. Something else that has worked really well and hasn't been too difficult to wrangle and hasn't really changed a huge amount is the format. Uh, The format of the show itself. There's more right with it than there is wrong. So let's kick off with the start. I've shortened the tagline that I have, the catchphrase, the... I'm not entirely sure what we call this in the media world. Where it used to be, welcome to Tom Meets Interesting People. This is the podcast where we talk to whoever and whoever about this, 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 and this, and this, and this. And that got a little bit kind of wonky, for want of a better phrase. But now we are here, I've got it much shorter. Uh, this is the podcast where we talk to people about their projects and their processes. I, I would sometimes say um, anyone from voice actors to nuclear engineers, because my first guest was a voice actor, my second guest trained as a nuclear engineer, so I'm technically telling the truth. But I might take that out. I'm going to give it a little bit of a go over the next couple of episodes and see how it goes. Either way. While I've developed over however long it's been now in these last episodes, much more succinct than the mess that I had a little bit earlier on. And it's also an accurate reflection, I think, of what the podcast is and how I intend for it to be a platform where I can really deep dive with somebody into their work, into their projects and talk about what they do and how they make the things they do, and more importantly, why they do, and why they make the things that they do. There is also this bit of podcasting advice that is, find your niche. And I do give a little bit of pushback to that, because what if I don't have a niche? And the pushback to my pushback is, well, you do have a niche. But I think I now know, after these 13, 14 episodes, what I want to do. And it is that statement. I want it to be a platform where we can dive into other people's work and talk about their processes, talk about their projects, and hopefully 
give something to the listeners. I like to avoid the term giving value. It kind of makes me cringe just a little bit because how do we define value? And I feel like my very sort of scientific academic background is now kicking in. Something else that's worked really well in the format as well is I've started planning my interviews by topic uh, rather than just a tirade of questions. This has worked on the last two episodes that I've done with Jeremy Swick and Martin Wiskin. Uh, For Jeremy's episode, we talked about running a museum and then running a business. There's a little bit of football in the middle. But having the two subjects flow into each other but still be separate meant that I could make a two-part episode. But it also meant that those who were interested in the inners, the academic stuff of running a museum and the studies that Jeremy has done on American football stadiums, it meant they could have that episode and that's all the episode's about. And then for those who are more interested in how Jeremy runs his business, having that second episode just for the business means that those people who are interested in that can just go for that particular episode. I think the last thing that's also worked quite well is the questionnaire. And I always do the same spiel, and I like kind of doing the spiel, because uh, it recognises where it came from. I think it's, I say it's the Prost questionnaire, that was then developed by Bernard Pivot, and later by James Lipson, and then I make a little a little bit of a joke about about the um, about the guest's occupation, like I, I, I give my Walmart version to you, or my voice acting version to you. I did change some of the... Um, some of the questions because they do derive from the Prost questionnaire, which is we're talking um, eighteen late eighteen hundreds at this point, mid to late eighteen hundreds. Um, I changed what um, James Lipton had, which was what turns you on and what turns you off, to what engages you and what disengages you. And I did that because I think I was uncomfortable with asking people I had just met. Some people who I would have only emailed and then had that first chat with over Zoom and the recording of the podcast is the first time we had talked kind of in person or talked in virtually. I felt uncomfortable saying that. But also my first guest was my sibling and I did not want to ask Ashley what turns you on. I never ever want to ask that question of any of my siblings. So... I think that is what has worked for the podcast so far. But what hasn't worked? And this has been a hard kind of section for me to write because there's one big thing that didn't work. But it's something I've already corrected. I've left that kind of for the end of this bit. So what hasn't worked? Um, TikTok. It's a platform that is having some amazing growth right now, but I don't think audiograms and doing mostly audio-only content really work for that site. I also, I like using TikTok for my own personal stuff, but I'm not vibing with using it for podcast promotion and reaching out to people on there. Podcasts that are using video have been working up on a storm, are working up at complete storm rather um, up there, but honestly, I don't think I want to do video at this moment in time. 
I could make it video, and I did give it a little bit of experiment, a little bit of an experiment with episode 10, and it kind of worked. But at the same time, I didn't start the podcast to make a YouTube channel. And if I was to be making video for every single episode, I know that's something I would want to bring somebody else on board with. Because I know by week three or week four of it, I would hate it. I would not enjoy it. And I would completely burn out and just be like, nope, not doing this. So if I do start producing videos consistently, two things have happened. It's This podcast would have been successful enough. And I would have been able to bring someone on board and pay them for their services. Which is an absolute goal. What else hasn't worked? I, I've talked a little bit uh, just now about the guest information and the questionnaire. Um, and I give each guest the information sheet, the questionnaire and the release form. And the release form is serving its purpose. It's just a simple document that states you're coming on the show. Uh, you are recognising that I have the control over the show, but I will make the show a representative one uh, of our conversation. Um, and that if you do provide any audio, you are telling me that you own the copyright of that and that I have permission to play it. Um, kind of basic sort of stuff. And it's serving its purpose. The info sheet I like as well, but the questionnaire that I give out to my guests, that I ask them to fill out to tell them a little bit about me, I think is leaving something to be desired. One thing that I've added in a new questionnaire is a section about questions and topics for me to avoid. Because I want my guests to be as comfortable and as happy as possible. If they're comfortable, we can have a good conversation, we can relax, and you will enjoy the, po the podcast even more. But if they're not comfortable, well, you can tell. And that has brought me on to the last thing that didn't work. And I learned this lesson really, really early on, but I waited a while to publish this episode. And that's not being prepared. And I had one interview that, because of my lack of research, because of me not picking up on the hints dropped by the guest, was, in the words of Craig Revel Horwood, an unmitigated disaster. I'm not going to tell you which one. And even though I'm being completely open and honest here, I'm not comfortable naming them. And I also think it might put them in a somewhat uncomfortable situation if I say their names out loud. But what I will say is, the reason that episode sucks, but I'm keeping it up because I need to look back at this and I need to use that as a reminder for myself, is I didn't do my research, I didn't pick up on the hints, and I got way too excited by their job. I got way too excited by what they do, that instead of keeping a cool head and just talking about the work, I got caught up in things. I got lost in myself. I didn't research their work, I didn't research what they do, I just got way too excited and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then we didn't even have a conversation. I could tell they were uncomfortable. I was a little bit uncomfortable too. Ooh. <laughs> oh, okay. It feels good to get that out in the open. 
Um, yeah, I fucked up that one. Um, I think if you listen closely, you might be able to work out which one it is. But please don't go out and find out who they are. So let's move on now to future plans. So my future plans are maybe maybe there's four of them. Um, and some of these, perhaps a little bit more. And some of these are things that I'm making changes on now. Um, and some of these are things that now I'm thinking about it are definitely long-term goals, but stuff that I would love to do. So my first plan to keep doing what I am doing. I fucking love podcasting. Podcasting is the best fucking thing I have done in a long fucking time. I am just as proud of this podcast as I am of the academic work I have done into friendships and the academic work I've done into student experiences and student well-being, which I already know is starting to make a difference. Um, They are in Christmas hands right now, and she's doing some amazing stuff with the research that I did when I was working under her. But I'm fucking proud of this. I've been bitten by the bug. I want to do more and more and more. And I was speaking to one of my friends today. Hi, Alex. How are you doing? Um... I was like, oh, I want to make this podcast and that podcast and I want to make a D&D podcast and a podcast about Formula One and a storytelling podcast. And he, he was like, well, it's entertaining to watch you crash and burn. I don't want you to crash and burn. So there we go. It's good to know that when I when I reach when I reach the end of my tether, um, my crashing and my burnouts are entertaining for everybody. I'm also going to start making more use of templates, particularly in post-production of this podcast. Um, I definitely want to make a template that has the title music already in. I want to make a template, um, or rather the same template that's going to have the title music in, the end credit stuff, and just the basics. Because even though... It only takes me a few minutes to put them in. That's still a few minutes where I'm not focusing on editing the podcast itself. I think I also, um, and I have been doing this a little bit more, uh, made a mini template for my script where it's more a case of I'm putting in the start and the end and then it goes, it, it literally reads topic one, question, question, follow up. And I literally put the words follow up in my notes as I'm interviewing the guest to remind me to follow up. I also, and I know for some this could be a bit of a dirty word, but for me this is going to eventually become essential. And that's the move towards monetization. At the moment it's closer to a wish list than a plan. Podcasting is still a hobby, but it is a hobby that's taking up a lot of time. I've mentioned a few times in my podcast, my tutoring business, Tom Sanderson Tutoring. A little bit of a plug there. I really should sponsor myself for this. I don't know how that works. I'll just pay myself. Um, that also needs my attention too. Because at the moment, in, at this moment in time, my tutoring business is my only source of income. And I know I have a safety net, but I don't want to use it. I never want to use it. So if this podcast is in a position where it could just pay for itself um, in the sense that the time that I spent 
I can be like, yeah, I can point to the three hours I spent editing that. Oh yeah, I definitely earned that money from the podcast, whether that's through advertising or Patreon or Kofi or whatever it might be I might be using. I, I'm not entirely sure at this point. But also, I want to make this podcast bigger and better. I want to infest in new equipment. I want to take the show on the road and maybe even look at hiring a studio at one point. I don't know what service I'm going to use. Um, I know there's issues around Patreon, but I don't know enough about that to comment. Um, At this point, I need to reset. And the final thing I might do, I might change the name of the podcast. I can already hear quite a few people on Twitter going, No! Um, but I like the name Tom Meets Interesting People. It's representative of the podcast. But what if I change its name to something like Interesting People? I don't know. That's just a thought that I've just had. Um, shout at me online if you like it or if you think it is horrible. And I cannot believe this already. We are, (laughs) oh my goodness, 37 minutes, not counting if I do a cold opening for this podcast in. Uh, So it'll probably be closer to maybe maybe 38, 39 minutes, close to 40 minutes. And I do have to go pick up my other half from work now. Um, But I'm really glad I could do this. I I could talk with you all. Um, even if it is just a one-way conversation, it's good for me to just say hey, and maybe I'll do more of these. Do you want more? I know. Let me know. And you can let me know by following me on my social media. Um, look at that. Super cool segue. Uh, we are on TikTok at Meet Interesting People, Instagram at Tom underscore Meets underscore Interesting underscore People. Twitter on Tom Meets People, that's where I'm the most active. Feel free to at me on there and just shout at me. Um, and I think what is also the most important for our growth at this moment, jump onto Good Pods and leave us a review on there. Give us five stars if you can. Share it onto your feeds because that helps us climb the list even further. That gets us a little bit closer of turning this perhaps from a hobby that is a bit of a time sink that I'm really enjoying into something that I can begin properly investing in. Thank you so much for listening to my tirade. I don't know what you call this. Um, I think reflection is good and there's lots of studies for that, but uh, that's a whole other topic. Regardless, I hope you and yours are well. Uh, If you're not, I hope you and yours have well soon i'm gonna keep that in i'm gonna try i'm gonna try and change the outro you and yours are well if not i hope you and yours become well maybe i always sign off my emails with hope you're well and and i also if you can tell i've reached the end of my bullet points so (laughs) uh yeah i i'm just rambling now so Let's end it there. Don't forget, we're on the social medias. TikTok meets interesting people. Instagram, Tom underscore meets underscore interesting underscore people. Twitter, Tom meets people. And Good Pods, leave us a review. Just search for Tom meets interesting people or click the link in the episode description. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you have the most glorious of days.